Hello, and welcome to the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. I'm your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. I've been studying the Tao Te Ching for just short of a year now, and have reconnected with a natural feeling of inner peace and contentment. I don't hold a doctorate, nor am I qualified to teach anything about the Tao Te Ching. I'm just an ordinary person who has experienced the wonderful side effects of following the Tao. Since everyone's experience with this wisdom is different, the only thing that I can hope for is that mine helps you to connect with the Tao in your own unique, personal way. Feel free to listen to each episode a day at a time, or anytime you need a quick Tao shot. You can listen while you're on your way to work, or after that, when you're winding down. It's always a good time to observe the Tao. In each episode, we'll do four things. One, we'll read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, I'll break it down into everyday language. Three, I'll share my own thoughts and experience. And four, I'll leave you with a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. Thanks for joining me today, and enjoy this episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living. Verse 5, Practicing Impartiality Heaven and earth do not act from the impulse of any wish to be benevolent. They deal with all things as the dogs of grass are dealt with. The sages do not act from any wish to be benevolent. They deal with the people as the dogs of grass are dealt with. May not the space between heaven and earth be compared to a bellows? It's emptied yet it loses not its power. It's moved again, and sends forth air the more. Much speech to swift exhaustion lead we see, your inner being guard, and keep it free. That's verse 5 of the Tao Te Ching, translated by James Legg. Next, let's break it down. This verse has three parts to it, and we'll take each part one idea at a time. Part one talks about this concept of dogs of grass, and we'll get into that. Part two is talking about a pair of bellows, and we'll talk about that. And part three says that we resist the Tao by acting on our selfish plans and desires, and if we can stay centered, we get the best results. So let's break it down a little further. Okay, so the first part, we're saying that heaven and earth don't act from the impulse of any wish to be benevolent, and the sages don't act from any wish to be benevolent. Both of these things deal with the people as the dogs of grass are dealt with. So this is referencing this concept of a straw dog, dogs of grass, straw dog. In other versions of the Tao Te Ching, it's referenced as a straw dog. So Dan, what is a straw dog? Okay, so according to Wikipedia, a straw dog is a figure of a dog made out of straw, 
pretty genius, right? Were used as ceremonial objects in ancient China, but often thrown away after their usage. So the idea is that I have this thing that I've made and it's beautiful and I treat it with respect and reverence. And after the ceremony, I discard it like a piece of trash. What we're saying here is that the Tao and the sage both, um, when they're dealing with anybody or anything in regards to the Tao, they're impartial to what's going on. So the idea behind the first part is that um, heaven and earth treat people and the sages treat people in emulation of heaven and earth as straw dogs. In other words, part one means the Tao is impartial. Okay, so the second um, part is talking about a bellows. And it says, okay, well... May not the space between heaven and earth be compared to a bellows? It's emptied and doesn't lose any power, and it's moved again and sends forth air to the more. Air meaning the things, the stuff that we breathe. <laughs> okay, so a bellows, or a pair of bellows, according to Wikipedia again, is a device constructed to furnish a strong blast of air. The simplest type consists of a flexible bag comprising of a pair of rigid boards with handles joined by flexible leather sides and closing an approximately airtight cavity, which can be expanded and contracted by operating the handles and fitted with a valve, allowing air to fill the cavity when expanded and with a tube through which the air is forced out in a stream when the cavity is depressed. So it has many applications. And the one that we're talking about is in particular blowing on a fire to supply it with air. So the concept here is that the universe or the Tao can be compared to a bellows. If you empty it, it's basically filling it with power. And then if you compress it and you're using it, it just sends out more air. So I feel like this really kind of says the more that we use the universe the way it's designed for by thinking and acting like the Tao the more its resources increase. In other words, this talks about abundance. Part three is a little rhymey that we'll see from time to time with James Legg. Uh, he says, much speech to swift exhaustion lead we see. All right, so we're talking about, he's saying basically like, usually um, if we try to force our will on stuff by talking about it and trying to convince people of our right intentions or whatever, then we're, it's basically just going to tire us out. And then the, the, the last part is, well, if you want to remedy this before it actually, before it actually happens, then stay centered. So part three says we can, re we usually will resist the Tao by acting on our selfish plans and desires. However, if we can stay centered, we get the best results. Okay, so that will wrap it up for an explanation of what this verse is talking about. Let's remember that verse 5 has three parts. Number one says that the Tao is impartial. Number two says that the universe and the Tao, just the way it's built, is abundant. And we can tap into that abundance. And we can do so by exercising the third part, which is staying centered or living in harmony with the Tao.
Now, let's put that back together. I'll read verse 5, translated by James Legg again. Heaven and earth do not act from the impulse of any wish to be benevolent. They deal with all things as the dogs of grass are dealt with. The sages do not act from any wish to be benevolent. They deal with the people as the dogs of grass are dealt with. May not the space between heaven and earth be compared to a bellows? It's emptied, yet it loses not its power. It's moved again and sends forth air the more. Much speech to swift exhaustion lead we see. Your inner being guard and keep it free. Let's take a look at some of the things that this verse made me think about today when I was considering practicing indifference. Number one is that we kind of mentioned it already, that the Tao is impartial. The second thing is that I'd like to examine the difference between scarcity and abundance. And number three, what I would like to say is resistance is futile. In other words, living in harmony with the Tao is important, and I have some thoughts on that. The Tao is impartial. So, full disclosure, I used to serve in the U.S. military. For 11 years, I was a part of an organization designed to practice and inflict violence. I've got no illusions about that. I don't regret my time there, and I'm glad I'm no longer a part of it, because I've had the wonderful chance to experience life from many different angles. And the experience taught me many useful things, one of which was impartiality. As a member of the military, part of my job was to lead others, and sometimes this meant enforcing the rules through negative reinforcement. In other words, part of my job was to judge and punish those who did not perform their duties to standard. I remember taking it seriously, especially the impartiality part. While there, I was also fortunate enough to be able to mix with people that were different from me. Different ethnicities, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different creeds, religions, and even worldviews. Paradoxically, being in this organization designed to do violence exposed me to the fifth verse of the Tao Te Ching, though at the time I didn't know it. I was able to connect with a feeling of suspending my personal judgment where others were concerned. It was important to practice impartiality for a couple of reasons. First, treating others with the dignity and respect that they, like every human deserves, was the right thing to do. Second, having a leader that plays favorites is devastating to any kind of group of humans that need to work together. As you can imagine, cohesiveness and unity are very important in military units. I mean, they're important everywhere. Now, I think the most important reason to practice it is that in so doing, at least now, I can emulate the Tao. Maybe you've noticed that life just happens. Sometimes it's seemingly good and sometimes it's seemingly bad. I think the title of a book that I once uh, read, Why Bad Things Happen to Good People. (laughs) Could you imagine what would happen if the Tao played favorites? My thought is that we would never even have a chance to get along and love each other. I mean, that seems to be hard enough, both in the annals of human history and the present. 
My takeaway is that the Dow plays no favorites. It just is. Tornadoes hit where they hit, hurricanes and famine also. But apart from natural disasters, there are other things that occur every day. Miracles of healing. People smiling at one another. And newborns. How could you not love a baby? Even nature loves its babies. Puppies and kittens, baby giraffes, baby hippos. They're so cute. (laughs) There's this mix of seemingly good and bad things that are happening constantly. And Lao Tzu tells us that this is because the Tao is impartial. It's this force of nature that just does what it does. And we're encouraged to follow the Tao by being impartial as well. Now let's talk about scarcity versus abundance. The field of economics deals mostly with what incentivizes people to act, given that there is a limited or scarce quantity of resources. There are theories galore on why people do what they do in the pursuit of, quote, happiness. A very human tendency is to convince ourselves that we don't have enough of what we need so that we can gain more for ourselves. Verse 77 in the Tao Te Ching reflects this in saying that, quote, it is the way of heaven to diminish superabundance and to supplement deficiency. It is not so with the way of humanity. Humanity takes away from those who have not enough to add to its own superabundance. Hmm. Thought-provoking, isn't it? But this is all behavior that stems from the illusion that we don't have everything we need to live. I would argue that we do have what we need, and then some. If we change our belief in this illusion, I think we'll find that there is actually the reverse. An abundance of things we need are present. Now, at this point, I would probably check myself and say, but Dan, how does this apply to whole populations of people that starve because they don't have enough food? Like, where's their abundance? And this is the part where I need to take a hard look at myself and ask me, could it be that I am holding their abundance? Could it be that I should honor and be deeply grateful for those folks who are showing me how destructive human greed is? Now, that's not to say that I'm personally causing their suffering, but it causes me to maybe look at, you know, my abundance differently. I'm sure that there's enough food, medicine, and supplies in existence in the world to take care of our brothers and sisters in need. And I'm sure it doesn't apply to just physical needs either. I mean, how many folks do we come in contact with that can just use a smile, an ear to listen, or a hug to let them know that they're not alone? Abundance is everywhere. And here's the really awesome part. It seems that the more in tune I become with the Tao, the easier abundance flows, and I'm able to create from a place of love. Have you noticed that the more people smile and love each other, the better it feels? Have you noticed that like, when one person does a good deed, its ripple effects continue for a really long time? Here's another idea. When you walk into a funeral versus when you walk into a celebration, how is it that things just feel different? My sense is that abundance in everything is really just a thought away. But sometimes that thought is hard won. 
I have to unlearn years of training myself that scarcity is an actual thing and replace that with vigilant observation of an overflowing of human love and kindness. Now, what better way to do that than remaining impartial? Resistance is futile. I had the privilege of talking with a man of the Tao the other day. He said something that resonated with me, and I would like to share that with you now. Have you ever noticed that after a day of, quote, dealing with people, you're drained? Now recall a time when you've been in the company of others, but you've come away energized and lighter. Whether you're an extrovert or introvert, I feel like we've all had this experience um, to, to different degrees. I've experienced that as well, and since I've become a practitioner of the Tao, I've wondered how I can feel lighter all the time despite my activities, because I like it. <laughs> it just feels better. And I think the answer lies in lessening my ambition, or what Lao Tzu would call action. In fact, we talked about this two verses ago in verse 3, right-sizing ambition. The idea is that when I can live in harmony with the Tao, I feel lighter and energized. That's what the man of the Tao with whom I was speaking kind of got at the other day. The moment I turn my thoughts to my own plans and designs, though, I am gambling with my feeling of being centered. Wait a minute. How am I gambling, though? Well, I'm basically saying that if I get my way, I feel good and lighter and energized. But if things don't go my way, I'll feel bad, heavy, and drained. That's because I'm fighting the way things are, or I'm resisting. And resisting is hard work, so of course I'm going to get tired. (laughs) So why not be impartial to the whole thing and let things go the way they go? Wouldn't this be a way to practice the Tao? But it's no fair to let someone else decide the way reality should be. My way is the fairest and looks out for everyone. That's a common thought I've heard and entertained. And when I've done this for a while, I feel drained because all of the resistance I'm experiencing doesn't come from others. It comes from me. I think the smart thing to do is to ask myself in a particular situation if there's anything over which I have control. If there is, I can act on that and perform it. If there isn't, I don't need to worry about it. And then that feeling of resistance need never surface and make me feel that heavy, tired, and drained feeling. So Lao Tzu is advising us to stay centered in this verse. Staying centered allows us to be impartial and to therefore experience the abundance that the Tao has to offer us, if only we're receptive. So to wrap up my experience with this verse today and considering practicing indifference, I thought about three things. Number one, I reminded myself that the Tao is impartial and I would do well to emulate it when I can. Number two is there's a difference between scarcity and abundance. And I find myself now more often than not in abundance. And number three, the idea that resistance is futile. It just makes me tired. So why should I gauge it in any ways?
For the final piece of this episode, let's consider how we can apply the principle of practicing impartiality in this verse today. Number one, I can become aware of when I'm not practicing impartiality. Number two is I can observe abundance in action. And three, I can practice active reflection. I'd like you and me to think about how we can practice impartiality for today. Let's take a moment to ask ourselves if we've been playing favorites with people. I can ask myself, have I thought that a certain group of people deserve something from me more than another group of people? Here's another way. Do I compare myself to others? Do I see types of people differently? For example, do I see the homeless versus people who live in mansions differently? What about disabled people versus athletes? What about people who look different than I do? Can I consider for a moment that everyone deserves the same things that I do? Do they deserve love? Do they deserve to live in harmony with the Tao? How can I help them? Now I'd like us to take a moment to ask, what would it look like if all of us were living in harmony with the Tao? If there are some who might be having a little trouble doing this, what example can I set so I can help them experience the Tao as well? Finally, let's review the past 24 hours. Can I sense the moments when I was not being impartial? Can I work on becoming aware of when I'm playing favorites today going forward? And that will wrap it up. To consider the principle of practicing impartiality today, I can do three things. Number one, I can become aware of when I'm not practicing impartiality. Number two, I can observe abundance in action by spreading and sharing my love to others and just kind of seeing how that flows and how that spreads. And the third thing I can do is I can practice active reflection. To close out this episode, I'll read verse 5 one more time. Heaven and earth do not act from the impulse of any wish to be benevolent. They deal with all things as the dogs of grass are dealt with. The sages do not act from any wish to be benevolent. They deal with the people as the dogs of grass are dealt with. May not the space between heaven and earth be compared to a bellows? It's emptied, yet it loses not its power. It's moved again and sends forth air the more. Much speech to swift exhaustion lead we see. Your inner being guard and keep it free. Thanks for listening to an episode of the Tao Te Ching for Everyday Living with your host, Dan Casas-Murray. This podcast is for the Tao curious, those looking for a random bit of wisdom once in a while, or for those who want to dive into this wonderful teaching. In each episode, we do four things. One, we read a verse of the Tao Te Ching. Two, we break it down into everyday language. 
Three, we discuss my own thoughts and experience with the Tao. And four, we look at a couple of the many ways you can put the Tao into practice for yourself. That's pretty much how I've been practicing the Tao every day. By listening to Lao Tzu, reflecting on his words of wisdom, listening to other comments, and trying to practice them in everyday life. I'm pretty sure that as I learn about and experience more of the Tao, all my thoughts and lessons will change. I wish the same for you as you grow along your journey. If you found something meaningful in this podcast and would like to discuss it with others, I'd like to encourage you to subscribe to the subreddit Taoism. That's reddit.com slash r slash Taoism. Also, I'd invite you to share this podcast with friends if you think it would benefit them. As always, I wish you love, compassion, and peace. Thanks for listening.